episode 19 of the Gold Card Podcast. I'm your host, Vince Colotti at Gelati LOL. With me tonight, we have John George at the Sports Plug. How we doing, everybody? Uh, back from uh, the injury uh, list. He's still back. on the list. He's still he's still uh, physically unable to play. We're to the pup list, right? Yeah. Uh, Calvin T. at Ruler Arsama. We're here. Or should I say James Harden? We made it. <laughs> How you doing, uh, man? Everything. What 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 happened? You gotta tell tell the world what happened. Um. Well, make sure you guys wear athletic shoes, especially basketball shoes. Wearing low ties, playing basketball shoes is not the best thing to do. Um. And also, when you're trying to imitate James Harden, it doesn't go well. So, uh, wise words. Wise words. So you're telling me there's a reason James Harden is James Harden, and I'm not. Kind of. <laughs> Oh man! So uh, Chris unfortunately has some car trouble that we actually just found out about maybe like half an hour ago. So he's not going to be able to join us this week. He might hop in late, but it's not looking like he's going to be able to make it. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a pretty short show this week uh, since there's so since we have uh, the Rift Rivals for LCK, LPL, LMS, and VCS, and then NALCS Week Five, and then that's it really. Uh, I know I didn't get a lot of time to dive into the smaller regions. I, honestly, like I'm, I'm probably off the smaller regions until unless I just get a, a bunch of free time out of nowhere somewhere. Uh, but I didn't I didn't look into too much of that. If you ever have questions about that, feel free to hit me up because I I do tag along a little bit, but I haven't been watching like I usually do. So, uh, so yeah, really really short and sweet and. To be honest with you, we'll talk about it in a little bit, but Rift Rivals has a lot of really unbettable stuff, so uh, I figured we'd open up with a listener question, because we didn't really uh, have an opening topic or anything, so we got a listener question from Jake at Trolley Cartman, and <laughs> yeah, first of all, great name, right? So Jake asks, uh, for DFS and kill total bets, what should the approach be for breaking down high kill teams versus slower paced low kill teams? Uh, and he says, with the LPL and LCK, it feels like the pace of play difference can be very high in certain spots for Rift Rivals. And I'd agree with him there. So, uh, anyone want to take this first? Yeah, I'll say it heavily skews towards whoever you think is going to determine the pace of play in the game, which tends to be whoever you think is better. Whoever you think is is likely to win is likely to determine the pace of play in the game. Um, I think the most clear example that I can think of is G2, and I'm rocking the G2 merch today, so we'll go with G2. That's right, rep it. Um, G2, and I struggled with this at first uh, with G2, is when they play against a low-kill team, I, I want to say to myself, like, man, this is a day to fade G2 because they might not score that well today. They're playing against a low-kill team. But those, they just end up dictating the pace. And if they're... if if they're on, they're just going to be diving constantly, catching people in the jungle constantly. They'll get their kills anyway. So they're the best example, I think, of a team that no matter who they play against, they always end up in high kill games almost every game because it's them deciding how the game is going to play out, not their opponents. So even if they played a team like Gen G, I would expect G2 to score highly if they won because they would determine how that game plays out, much to the chagrin of Gen G. To piggyback off that, I I do agree with with what you said. I think it's just the good teams who have faster pace um, that are dictating the pace. Um, a lot of good teams really don't. Okay, I, I, besides like a couple of teams, but a lot of teams really do like good teams 
dictate the pace and other teams try to match that pace as well. And I think that's where they get lost and that's where all the high kills, you know, come through. Um, a certain team, if you like look at Splice, they kind of just play whatever. They play the same way regardless of who they play against. You know, you have those type of teams. But I would say majority of like, the underdog teams are coming in to try to play their own style, but at the same time they get faltered into playing their better halves. You know, you can say like IG, you know what I mean? IG is, you look at them in the early game, it's like they're getting crushed, but all of a sudden, you know, the the weaker team starts making mistakes, start playing towards IG's ways, you know, it's just, I think it just really just depends on like how good the team is compared to the bad teams. And IG is another great example. IG is a team that always gets a bunch of kills no matter who they're playing against if they win. Even if they play against the slowest team in the league, Invictus will always end up with a bunch of kills. And usually their opponents will too, because Invictus just fights so much as a part of their strategy that it doesn't matter who their opponents are. Their opponents are forced to fight with them because they just force fights with people all the time. So I will caveat, my only slight caveat is that if the skill gap between the two teams is extremely large... I would expect it to be, um, I would expect it to be on the bloodier side. Whichever team is bloodier, I would expect it to be leaning towards their side. If the if the gap is very large, like when we see these lower region teams, like the VCS and those teams play against these like LCK and and teams like that, I would expect the LCK teams to end up being bloodier than they normally would against teams like the VCS because they're the VCS will just keep fighting them. It's kind of the same way IG does. And even if they're losing, if they just keep fighting you, you have to keep fighting them and killing them. So I think when there's a when there's a vast difference in, in skill, it can go either way. It can either be extremely bloody or extremely non-bloody if they just get run over. So I watch out for those. Yeah, I think I think a big part of this is it's it's the big the big picture is who do you think will enact their aim their game plan better and again like what John said earlier that comes down most of the time to who you think the better team is or maybe who you think better individuals are uh, I think the LPL and the LCK or the the VCS and the LCK or like actually and really the L, the LMS still plays a lot like the LCK does like that's still how they play uh, so this is kind of a it's a really really good question for this tournament because. There's going to be a lot of that, and since these lines are so far apart, like that's like where you're going to be. That's like one of the things you are going to be able to bet, like is kill totals and kill spreads and over unders. So, for me personally, it, it's it is unfortunately it is team def- team dependent. It's not a black or white answer for this. Yeah, one. I would definitely agree. So, like, like for me, like a team like Griffin, Griffin are an interesting one because Griffin can just style on you if they want to. But most of the time they don't. So I would expect Griffin to kind of like corral or absorb the pressure from like these VCS teams and then just like shut the game down and, and that's it, right? So I expect those to be low kill games. Uh, you guys might not think the same thing, but I think <clears throat> air on the side of the team that's aggressive, but it's not always the case and you need to know the teams that are exceptions. And we'll talk about one in a little bit because I think Griffin is an exception. Because I think Griffin are a good enough defensive team, like, you know, a la the old, like, really, like, season five, six, seven SK Telecom teams. They remind me a lot of them, where it's just the the, the defense is damn near flawless. And yeah. they're just going to lane you to death. Like, they just strangle you out that way. So, but there's not a lot of teams that can do that and, like, hold serve. That's the hardest part about playing that style is that you're not being the proactive one, right? 
So there's exceptions to each of these rules, and that's why we have to kind of approach them from a team by team basis, right? So, and this it's also like meta dependent too. Like if you think it's going to be a more aggressive patch or a more early game focused patch, uh, that that matters. If you think like if you think like for, for example, someone like Olaf is going to be a priority pick, the games are probably going to be a little bit bloodier and a little faster because the Olaf team is going to want to keep the pace up because uh, if they don't, they usually just lose. So there, there there's a lot of different things to take into into account, but generally speaking, it's it's there's not really a clear black or white answer, you know, yes or no. So. Just know your teams. Know your teams. Like IG, even when they're losing, they're just going to fight all the time. So even if you thought IG was the worst team in the matchup, I would still say they're likely to control the pace of play, even if you thought they were the underdog, because they just play a style where even if they're down 8,000 gold, they'll still just try to pick fights all the time. So the game's going to be bloody even if they're losing. So you just have to kind of know your teams. But I would lean towards whoever's better is probably the one that's going to dictate the pace. I will say just because it's on it's on the mind now. Uh, just a brief aside, Invictus. That's part of what makes Invictus so fun to watch. Is not not just because like they're aggressive and everything, but how many times we say this is one of the things we complimented Vitality on for the longest time, right? When teams get behind, you, you don't. There, there's times where you you let the other team make a mistake, and there's other times where you have to read the percentages and say, this game we're we're twelve percent to win this game. We need to go get that twelve percent right now. Like and the only way fight, to do it is, yeah, go contest yeah. this Baron, even though we're way behind, and just exactly. try to exactly. Yeah. Or like we just we just need to make a play, and they'll force a play, and you can you can rely on Invictus to do that. You can rely G two G two does that too. Yeah, that's How why I have those teams as so skilled. Is even when they're losing, you see them playing to whatever that out is, basically every single time. Even if it's a five percent chance, they play right to that five percent. Yeah, I mean, you you know you know this as a as a as a you know card game or poker player like. If you have one card in the deck that's gonna that's gonna win you the game, you need to play to that, or you need to fold. And in league, you don't fold. So, uh, yeah, I think magic magic's the, the yeah, game yeah, yeah. where you learn that. Yep. And you, you just need to play to the out. So you need to set up set up your defense proactively. You know, try to find that spot. Like, is this the pick we need to make, etc. So, uh, just a brief aside there. So, thank you for the question, Jake. Uh, I wouldn't mind doing a segment like this every week if we can get people to keep rolling questions in. Uh, I'll, have be, I'll have to like set up an email or something that we can shoot user questions, listener questions to, because this would be a cool uh, way to open the show every week. I love listener questions, man. Definitely hit us up with listener questions. My Twitter, Gelati's Twitter, Calvin's Twitter, Chris's Twitter. Just hit us up. So before we go into this slate, uh, I just wanted to briefly talk about you know, thoughts, takeaways, concerns, uh, things to be optimistic about from Rift Rivals NAEU. Because, I mean, I'll, I'll open up and just say, it. how good is G2, man? I know they I know they lost that game in the best of five or whatever, but how good is this team? Yeah, they're actually really good. Uh, like, legit, legitimate <laughs> argument for best team in the world, man. Yeah, yeah they are. They they literally just style on people, and no matter how much they just troll, they always find a way to win. Almost find a way to win. Like I, I think it was TL the first game, they were so behind, and then they just started coming back with kills. And I think it almost got barren. But I, one scary. team fight, they just messed up. But it just in general, like I mean, the one takeaway from NAEU Riffraff is that it's just a joke. <laughs> like oh, yeah. I, mean, I think compared to what we're gonna see tomorrow, I think LCK LPL might be just a little bit more serious. Yep. 
Let me ask you guys a question while we're here. Top three in the world, no particular order. Just just the top three teams in the world right now. Who do you right who do you now. have? Like if, uh, if yeah, this Griffin, very this very moment, who are the best three teams? You don't have Gr- to put them in order. Griffin, FPX, and G two. I think no specific I, order. I think I say the same thing. Actually, I'm trying to think if I'm trying to think if I if I trust Fun Plus. I think right I think now it, you have to say Fun Plus. They're just playing out of this world. Like I all think uh, these teams are playing just nuts. I think I would still make it Griffin G two IG. I'm yeah, not 100 percent sure because I mean IG we haven't really seen them at full strength this whole split, and they've still been beating some teams without rookie. So it's hard to say for sure whether or not they're in that group. But I think probably it's IG or FPX. But that means you know there is a Korean team in all of our top threes. The same one, but. Like this is a legitimate battle, Korea versus China, and I'm everybody knows I'm a China like Homer who's been talking shit about the LCK for a long time. But this is a real battle here, LCK LPL, where NA EU was never a battle for me. I always knew EU was just going to smash NA. I also so, think I also think for this tournament specifically, and we'll just kind of transition this into Rift Rivals now. But like I think for this tournament specifically, I think Korea sent the the three teams we're seeing from Korea. I think are. Probably three. I, I I would maybe prefer Freak over King's Own, but like you know, to they're both kind of a wash to me. Like they are the three teams that I I would want to see from Korea. Maybe Sandbox, but like yes, I, I, want, I want to see these teams sandbox because be cool. they're 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 the teams that play differently. I mean, I know I know. So Griffin Griffin is just good. Griffin's not playing differently. Griffin is just doing their their thing. They do everything well. It's just a matter of what they want to do that day, right? But Damwon have a very, very unique style, all their own. Uh, Damwon honestly look like a Chinese team sometimes. I, like, I kind of... I think I would have preferred Sandbox over Damwon, but yeah. other than that, I really kind of like these... I do like these representatives, and I think it's going to make it a really interesting tournament. I think there's the there's an interesting angle with... with there's a lot of... Un, like So, for those that haven't heard, Invictus is going to have their full lineup for this. Uh, Rookie is back from his uh, brief hiatus... It was a couple weeks, right? Uh, Balan will be playing, although he's already been back in. But, like, this is the first time in the summer season that they've had their full lineup, uh, as in the one that, you know, won Worlds last year and all that. So it's going to be interesting to see, like, if there's any rust to shake off or if they're just going to be, you know, right back with it. I know I was saying – I was saying we're getting a little bit unlucky because we've been hyping up, like, the day Rookie comes back to slam IG because they're going to smash whoever it is. <laughs> And unfortunately, it's going to be at an international tournament where the lines are like basically unbettable. <laughs> so, yeah, and I mean, in, in in the case of their first match, or not their first match, I think it's their second match. It's got that is actually one of the few bettable lines. We'll get to that, but so before we get into the actual lines, I want to just go over some of these other teams because a lot of people don't follow the VCS or the LMS, and I figured I'd give a brief synopsis of of the representatives from those regions. Um, the long and short of it is they're, they're not going to do anything. I don't think uh, maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe Buffalo. So it's dashing Buffalo. Now it is just Fangu Buffalo, but they have a new top laner uh, who has been with the team for a while, but he was a sub before he was, I think it was an 80 carry sub uh, Rizo or Rizo. I haven't, I haven't watched any VCS, uh, from what I can tell, 
Not a lot has changed. So this is just Fongu Buffalo with a new top laner. Um, what do we have? What else? Do we it's have? funny because everyone thinks that uh, Gator by Marine should be the representatives of VCS, and even though they have a powerhouse lineup, they actually aren't that great this year. I yeah. think they still got to get synergy together. And I mean, like I said, I mean, Fungu Buffaloes have been playing together for a while, and you know they had their synergy, and they've been, they've been playing well this split. But it just it just tilts me because everyone's like. Fungu is different because of zeros and like yeah, dude, the dude's an animal. But like, come on now, like yeah, they're but- they're playing they're playing a different style. They're you know they're not hard you know they're not putting all their resources in the top lane and stuff like that. I think that was a one falter at international because everyone knew that was going to happen. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you have yes, I mean you had Big Coro and Pallet. Like those guys are as good as zeros. So. I think I think uh, for those that don't know the the big off season move in the VCS was Zeros the top laner for Buffalo went to you know Gigabyte Marines or GAM whatever so they went to he went to a new team and you know it hasn't been like a super clean transition but you know for the most part Fongbu are they're they're undefeated they draw some games but I think they've dropped three games in their four series so far so. Uh, as far as bloodiness, I mean, you guys are talking about the skill of the team, but as far as bloodiness, the LMS is like NA. Like, the LMS is not bloody, uh, according to the CKPM stats. No, so I have not watched a lot of LMS, but the LMS is not a team where you should expect be expecting a lot of bloody games. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure the LMS is – well, this, these, this is – so Buffalo or VCS – um, yeah, yeah, yeah. LM, LMS is, I think, actually lower CK per per minute than Korea is. VCS is like something I was going to throw to you guys. Was how, in your opinion, how bloody has the VCS been? So, again, I haven't done like I haven't watched any VCS in the summer. I watched the playoffs for spring. Uh, I mean, kills per game is like on par with China. It's 26 so, kills per game across the league, a 38-game sample size. Yeah, that's, uh, pretty, that's pretty bloody. Yeah, so that's like, yeah, like north of north of EU, a little south of China, right? If I'm, maybe it's, yeah, that sounds correct. Yeah, so let's see. Fengvu averaged 15.4 kills per game. So, well, dashing. I'm sorry, it's not Fengvu. They're not sponsored by Fengvu anywhere. They're dashing Buffalo. <laughs> Dashing Buffalo is kind really... of terrifying to think about. By the way, I, I wanted to <laughs> man, briefly mention that. But uh... the stats that I that I've seen seem like they're kind of similar to Europe. They have like lower kill games every once in a while, yeah. but they're mostly the winners getting somewhere in like the sixteen kill range, somewhere right in there, maybe a little bit north. So maybe even a little bit bloodier than Europe. So that seems like your your DFS target. Yeah, if I you're th- trying to target against a team, I think that we and we kind of saw this at. MSI too that Buffalo are kind. I'm, I'm saying Buffalo, but really it's it's the ECS the VCS as a whole. If they can get a game rolling and start fights and and they can actually get things going, they're going to try to force stuff. That doesn't always mean it's going to be a high kill game, and we saw that at Rift Rivals, right? Where when they played against Invictus, it was a clown fiesta. It looked like a solo queue game, right? And, you know, I, I, I would argue that Invictus was maybe treating it a little too much like a solo <laughs> game. But 
we saw that, right? Like, if, if a team wants to get down and drag themselves down to that level and start doing that, it's going to be a 60-kill game, right? Like, we're going to see we're gonna see some shit, right? But we also saw, like, SK Telecom just really clamp down and just, like, ice them. Like, just, like, completely choke them out, right? Yeah. So. Another example of the better team dictating how the game is going to go down. E- exactly. So just know, like, it's not always as cut. It's like we talked about going back to this listener question. Like, it's not always as cut and dry as, okay, Fungu Buffalo are going to, or, or Buffalo are going to force fights and it's going to be a bloody game. It turns out if the team just plays really, really good defense and they don't play your game and you can't get anything rolling, they don't have to fight you ever. So <laughs> until they want to. So we we could see it, it's not always a guaranteed thing. That said, based on their price, it's like almost always just the right place to park your money, like for for cheap, like long shot, like especially for like DFS. Uh, unless you want to be like contrarian and not play them, because I, I assume everyone just plays Buffalo. I don't, you guys probably know better than I do on this. Like, does everybody just like play Buffalo because they're cheap and they play bloody games? Play again, yeah, Buffalo. pretty much. Play teams that are playing against the VCS is a general strategy for me. All right. Play like a like you can't you often can't play like Invictus against the VCS because Invictus is so expensive that you can't do it. But if it's like the third seed from the from that region that the algorithm doesn't deem as being that strong is playing against the VCS. That's like a great spot to to pick up somebody that's playing against the VCS. All right, cool, got it. Um, so we have Buffalo and we have Evos, which is the other representative from the uh, LMS or from the VCS. Uh, Evos had a bit of a roster shuffling going on during the last split, but they've kind of settled on this lineup and it looks like they're starting to get it together. They're in fourth place right now. They finished third last season. They're like by, by VCS standards, they're a good team. They're always top three. They've been top three basically since that league's been a thing. It's just a matter. I know we don't like to pull regional strength up a lot, but the fact of the matter is like, it's just not that strong of a region. It's a wild card region. I think it's one of the better wild card regions. I don't even think it's the best wild card region though. I think the CIS is stronger, I think. I'd be really interested to see, like, Spain and, those like, those smaller teams from EU Masters, yeah. like France or Spain or Germany against, like, the VCS, like, those smaller leagues, like Super Liga Orange against the VCS, yeah. to see how that... Yeah, I want to see... I would like to see how that levels up, because I'm not really sure that the VCS should be getting treated this way anymore, like treated like a, a region that deserves to put teams into these pools. Yeah, I, I think people people have, like, it, it's so weird, people have, like, really, really specific memories, like, they have they have selective memory about things, right? And everybody thinks about that Gigabyte's Marine team that was so fun to watch, and the, this fun, like, but Fungo Buffalo, were, they're a fun team to watch, like, they're, they're they wild, are. they just do whatever, and that's fun. It's not always good, and most of the time it's not good, so you got to be real about it. Like, I think we said going into MSI that team wouldn't take; they would take maybe a game, and we were like spot on. That was yeah, that was our general theory, and yeah, it was about and right. It was like spot on. Like this team is gonna randomly snowball a game, probably. Uh, you know, take your pick against who. I think I'm all right. Like, I think I'm all right picking up a VCS team at like plus 500 or better. I'm not, I won't do it every time. I don't think, but I think I wouldn't follow you if every time they were like plus 500 or better, you picked up the VCS. I think like a team like that play the styles that they play for the most part, probably plus 500 is a reasonable bet against anybody. 
if they if they pick the right comp and they get a lead at the beginning, they have the ability to close it. They, yeah, they will probably falter and one. fail sometimes, but yeah, in a best of one, yeah. If it was best of three, no. But best of one, yeah. I think if you, I wouldn't fault you for betting every plus five hundred in this tournament. So, I don't think I will though. So that's a little bit about the VCS. Uh, the two representatives from the LMS are Flash Wolves and Mad Team. So interesting thing about Flash Wolves, actually, I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with this or not. So Flash Wolves basically got a new roster going into this year. After losing, you know, a bunch of their players to the LPL, Maple and Carsa. So, they got a new roster. It took them a little bit of time to gel, but eventually they did, and they, they won their region. One spring, yep. They won spring. And they kind of just, like, got steadily, steadily better as the season went on. And they're off to a 1-5 start right now, or 1-4 start right now. And they don't look very good, man. I, like, I've I've watched t- like two series of them. It's not good. They got swept both times I watched them. So I don't know what's going on. They have a new coach. Um, they changed. I don't know if he was on the coaching staff before or not, but they have a new coach. And I don't know if it's just that they're struggling to pick up a system or something. Like they don't look like they're doing anything different. They're still playing like that really slow, like Korean style of league, and they have a Korean coach, so it makes sense, right? But I, there's something up with this team, and it kind of reminds me of like what's going on with SK Telecom. But it's it's weird because it looked like they were finally like gelling and figuring it out, and they just like dropped off a cliff. Yeah, very weird. I, you know, I, I don't know if it's happen. like some kind of hangover or if there's some drama happening or what. I don't follow the LMS close enough to know that, but it's worth noting that this is not. This is the Flash Wolves we just saw, but it's not the Flash Wolves we just saw, is, is, <laughs> is what's important to know here. Mad Team, on the other hand, Mad Team was really, really good the entire spring split, just having to lose in the finals. Uh, they're 2-2 two and two currently. They're kind of having a shaky start, too. But again, it's only four matches. I don't want to totally condemn them or Flash Wolves, but... Just know that like these are supposed to be the two best teams in the LMS, and they're currently not. Basically, maybe, don't expect much out yeah. of the LMS or the VCS. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> the TLDR. Is don't don't expect too much out of these regions. So, I think uh, I think we'll just go into it. There's not there hasn't been any lineup changes between Flash Wolves and Mad Teams besides the Flash Wolf coaching change. So, um, they are the teams that they were in the spring. So, except they're not. Anyway, so. On to the actual picks for, for Rift Rivals. So we have uh, – we'll do the outright odds first just before we go into anything. So the LPL's favored to win this tournament. Uh, they're minus 175. It's 47 odds. It's a roughly 63.5% uh, implied uh, win rate. So the format for this is – it's the same as the other – the format for the group stage is different, but the, the relay race – thing that we did for NA versus EU is the same thing. I guess... Let me see. I'm trying to see because there's... there's... Uh, Okay, got it. So, they're counting the LMS and VCS as one region for this, so they're going to have four teams, Korea's going to have four teams, and China's going to have four teams, right? Yeah. So... So they are going to be like that best of five relay race, like we saw for the finals for NA and EU. So 
if you're looking at this tournament outright, it's really just a matter of who do you think wins like a best of five. And I think just in terms of depth, China, like China does, China has to be the favorite here, right? Because I think I think they've sent. I mean, you could argue China and Korea both have a one week team that they're sending to this thing. Uh, for Korea, it's SK Telecom. For China, it's JDG. Yeah, I'm. Uh... I posted kind of a trolley question on Twitter the other day that I think a lot of people saw where I said who's going to win Rift Rivals and all all four answers were some variation of China. <laughs> but that's where you get the extra bonus for actually listening to the podcast because I'm going to be betting the LCK to win this tournament. Yeah, I am too. I'm betting the LCK to win. Um, I look over the rosters and what I see, like JDG... I think is the worst of the eight teams. Like I think SK Telecom is yeah. better than JDG. If you, if you combine the LCK and LPL and ignore the VCS LMS, I think yeah. JDG is the worst team. I think I they're think like JDG's, the CSM in this tournament. Yeah, I think JDG is the worst of the eight. And then when I look at top, I think top versus Kingzone or Damwon feels like like solid matchups to me. Like I feel like Korea could win those. Um, or if you put SK Telecom down there too, I feel like top versus any of those teams is pretty fair. I agree with that because I feel like top plays like a Korean style League of Legends, anyways. Yep, uh, and they're and I don't think they're exceptional necessarily. They've been a very solid, good team in the in the LPL, but I don't feel like they're exceptional. I think no. this kind of works in Korea's favor because <laughs> the third Chinese team is a very Korean style team, right? I think like I actually think SKT like I think SKT TOP I'm assuming SKT is going to elevate a little for this tournament. I would think so. They've been improving a little bit like step by step and the players on this team are just too good for this team to stay this bad. I keep saying that and maybe I'm going to get burned for it, but I look at TOP versus SKT and that's a 4 versus 3 essentially like if you're if we're power ranking these teams. And I think SKT it's like a 50-50 to me. Like I think SKT w- could win that. Yeah, so and I look think at it that way. It feels like FPX and IG are going to have to carry China, and <coughs> excuse me. And IG has been um, a little shaky. They're going to be getting some synergy back, so I'm not really sure 100 percent if we're going to see peak IG or if we're going to see 75 percent IG. Griffin has an argument for being the best of the eight teams. <coughs> so I, I think oh. I think that's the other aspect of it is like who who is the best team in this tournament. Because I think there is, like, you can make an argument for IG, you can make an argument for Griffin. I don't think you can make an argument for anybody else, really. Yeah, fun plus, fun plus. So, I guess, because I think any one of those three teams could just get hot and, like, solo carry their team. The problem is, like, you have this relay race aspect, and now there's four teams, so that that team's only going to get to play a max of two games, right? Because they're going to have to swap... uh, each game at the same time. Yeah. So nobody's going to be able to, in the in the relay race, nobody's going to be able to play five times. And the coaches are going to pick their teams at the same time blind. And let's be fair, probably every team's playing once. Like I'd be I'd be pretty surprised well, no, they, no, they if do. they, they left. To. Yeah. So that yeah, means JDG's going to have to play. JDG's the only team that I feel feel like has almost no chance of winning their match. I feel like all the Korean teams could win their match. Um, if if the game plays out correctly for them, in before JDG just like dream crushes all of us. Right? Oh, it could be, man. <laughs> it could. They've done it before. I'm a I'm a big fan of JDG. Not gonna lie, Calvin, you're yeah. quiet over there, dude. No, nah, keep going. 
Calvin. No. Your outlook on JDG for this tournament, Mister Mister Imp Whisperer. Um. Well, to, well, we have to get no. We have to get into the picks. Like I, you, you'll see who I'm picking. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll go into. I I am also on the LCK to win this tournament because I think really this should be probably. I, I I think the LCK should be like minus one twenty. I think if the representatives were right, then these odds are right. Like I, I think if the if the LPL doesn't have JDG and has RNG instead. Or or yeah, somebody like that. I think that makes it a big difference because I feel like JDG. Or even Billy, there. Billy. Yeah, I, I think if you were picking it right now, I would have RNG in JDG's spot, and I like RNG a lot against like King Zone and Dam One. I would take RNG yeah. in a heartbeat. Whereas I don't like JDG against either one of them, and a one game swing is all you need. So at plus one thirty, I like the LCK here. Yeah, just just real quick before we go into picks. Hypothetically, if both regions sent their best four, who do you think wins? The LPL. You think definitely the LPL? Yeah, definitely. I think it's a huge difference to send RNG instead of JDG. Really? Instead of so, like, put Sandbox where SKT is. I'm not sure Sandbox is a better team. Like, they're playing better recently, but I'm not sure they're as malleable as SKT is. That's I think SKT is probably the team you'd rather have here. Okay, it was just just an interesting thought. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I think see. I think LPL minus 175 is correct if the right people are. But you, think, but you think JDG is that much of a liability that it's just like a free win? It's not not necessarily free, but it's a really likely loss for the LPL. And in a best of five, when you're starting out 0-1 and, and top doesn't have a discernible like large advantage against anyone, I don't think. Yeah, that that's because Griffin can beat IG or FPX. And yeah. if Griffin beats one of those two and the LPL starts off with an auto loss from JDG, then they, the LPL can't give up another game, and that's three that's games they're going to have to win without giving one up. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, that, and that's three three games in which they were, they're going to have to play, you know. Of course, it doesn't surprise me either, honestly. It, it could go the other way, because, I mean, if, if IG comes out and beats Griffin in the first game, or in one of those games, then, then suddenly, suddenly like super heavy favorites. To win yeah, then it's then it's one to one, and in game five, the best thing Korea can do is throw Griffin back out yeah, there, and the LPL have a team that's already beaten them. So, yeah, I think a lot is going to come down to that matchup. Whoever, whether it's FPX or IG that plays against Griffin, it'll come down to that. But I like I like the LCK as a bet. So, okay, I'm going to say this now. I think the first time that JDG is going to meet Griffin. I think JDG is going to beat Griffin. And then once we get to the game, I can explain why. But I do agree with you guys that when we go to the best of five uh, round robin, it depends on like what teams they pick to play against each other. Matchup-wise, I feel like they would save Griffin until they need to win. Hold on a sec. They would need to save Griffin until they need to win. So I would like to see them throw SKT out first. Or probably King Zone first. And then um, I feel like Kingzone, Kingzone is definitely the weakest part, uh, weakest team in the LCK right now that's at Rift Rivals. So you can see you think maybe. weaker than SKT right now? Uh, I think right now they will be. I think that right now they are. I know it's, it's weird to say, but like I just don't think Kingzone going to the international right now with that squad is going to compare to the LPL. Yeah, you know I, what I mean. I, I guess that's what not, I, I didn't mean to say weak more, against weak, but like, but I feel like SKT has the talent and and the and experience. The like, there's something to be said for that. Like, Nahun's never been to an international event. This is going to be his first one. Uh, I yeah. we we said it. We said I think this is Rascal's first international event too, right? Yeah. 
where we we said that maybe that might not be true. He might have been there as a sub, but for the other King's Own team. Yeah. So. But, so now that we now that I think about it, you make a pretty good point because like what, King's Own has struggled. Like their solo laners are going to be up against some straight up ballers, right? Yeah, and, and I could see that being a problem. Even if I throw JDG out, I still I know I know you guys. Yeah, dude. So it's just Imp and then Yagao. I'm not you... even factoring Imp in at all. It's Zoom and Yagao and Yagao. Yeah, I love Yagao and I love Zoom. And we forget that Zoom used to be a really good top laner. He well. is a really good top laner. He didn't used to be. He is. It's yeah, just... but he is. But yeah, but I feel like people just you know don't you know. It's always it's the Ib show, but Zoom is really good as well. I think their solo lanes are just way better than King Zone, and so if that, that happens okay. first game, you know what I mean. So all right, so do you, so are you on the LCK to win the win the tournament outright? Just because the um, are, like I know I'm on them because one I think it's going to happen, and two I think it's way closer to fifty fifty than this. So I like the odds at plus one thirty. The odds are there, but I think the LPL is going to win it all. Okay, okay. So it's my opinion. me and so me and John are on the LCK, and you're on the LPL. Uh, Okay. Um, At least I didn't say the let's do the first. Let's, do, let's go into the matches then. So the first one we have is SKT minus 435 against Flash Wolves plus 304. Get the fuck – get this Flash Wolves or LCK Slayer's narrative out of here. I don't want to hear it. Nobody say it. Not a single one of you should say it. If I hear it, I don't okay, did you know Did you know Flash Wolves beat SKT? <laughs> oh, my God. This feels, like a, this feels like the kind of thing I want to throw into a parlay. Like I'm not gonna bet this game, but I want to throw SKT in this game into a parlay. I think. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna quickly look up the kill total and time of this match because that's basically outside of like throwing this into a parlay. So the time is 33 over under 33 minutes. The kill total is. 21 and a half. So, both of that these regions both, both of these regions play like super slow. I kind of just think else like I think I think Clid or I I think no matter who starts for LC, like for SKT, I think their jungle could just take over these games. The question yeah. is going to be whether or not SK Telecom feel this is always the hard part of betting this team is you need to you need to figure out you need to read Koma's mind for like how how they want to approach this game. Are they going to play like the stock Korean style where they just like play something that's safe blind against whatever and then just like play safe and out and like just win by outlanding you, right? That's usually what Korea does, but we saw SKT at MSI was willing to do whatever. Like they did They're everything. And- so, if I kind of think I li- I like the I like the under in both of these. Like I like I the under like twenty one and a half. I like the under in tw- uh, the under twenty one and a half, and I like the under thirty three. I know thirty like thirty three is a pretty high number, even like even if you consider that these two regions have an average game time of like around thirty three thirty four minutes. I just think SKT. If I'm SKT, I'm looking at this matchup and saying, one, there's a ridiculous mismatch in the top lane. Yeah, Khan against essentially a new guy is 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 a huge difference, right? Two, SKT has shown a willingness to play up tempo, and I could totally see them just running over this team. If I'm Coma and I'm planning for the Flash Wolves, I'm I'm picking Olaf, I'm picking Lee Sin, I'm picking Elise. I'm going to get this game going early, and I'm just going to close it out fast because Flash Wolves have not been able to win games fast. They stall to 35 minutes, and then they win, or they don't. 
and they've mostly been losing at in a region that's very weak, relatively speaking, right? Yeah. I think SKT are going to blow this team out of the water. I actually love the under thirty three and the uh, the kill total. I could see this being like an eighteen to two game or an eighteen to you know three or something like that. I'm a big fan of the under and kills. I wouldn't be surprised if this game ends seven to zero. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's so I'm going to be probably a couple units on both of those, and then I'm probably going to be putting the SKT money line into a parlay. Yeah, um, I totally agree. With next that. we have Damwon minus nine oh nine versus Evos plus five thirty four. I mean, with these kind of games, it's it's with these kind of odds, it's just a matter of you know, do you think the underdogs got a fair shot or not? Yeah, like I said, I wouldn't hate anybody that wanted to take plus five hundred or better on any of these VCS teams, but I, I probably won't be betting them. I don't think so. The over under for this one is twenty eight minutes and twenty three and a half kills. Twenty eight minutes is really short, guys. Yeah, twenty eight minutes. That's is a really short. low number. But again, I could just see Damwon solo lanes just obliterating these teams. So I don't know. Like, maybe I think I'll take the under on that one. The under a kill total. Under kill to- total and probably you're going to take under twenty eight. I think against against I think Damwon is not going to go all out crazy like against this BCS team. Well, the other thing to remember is Damwon plays split push too, so that's like that's a factor in too. And the split push games tend to take a lot longer. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm about to revisit. That's fair enough. John, any opinion on this one? Yeah, I'm not sure I'm gonna I'm not sure I'm gonna bet this one. The the kill total the kill total could be a little bit high. Even the bloody L C K teams don't usually get above like fifteen or sixteen in kills. And they play a, a style where they they don't have a lot of games. They're kinda like NA. I've talked about this a little bit before, but like NA games don't tend to end like 14 to 12 they end like 14 to 4 because yeah. one team just tends to be ahead and stay ahead and the other team doesn't get anything whereas chinese games there's a lot of games that end like 18 to 16 because yeah. the, the both teams are so aggressive but this feels like a spot where it's likely that even if damwon blows them out that does not end up with close kills where it ends up kind of like you were talking about with skt where it ends up like 14 to 1 or 14 to 2 not 14 yeah. to 12 i, I, I like the I, I don't like the 28 minutes i love the 23 and a half because if yeah. damwon choose to play split with nogari or team fight with nogari but like if they choose to play that style it's going to be a low kill game yeah, I, I think I really like the the under kills, but not necessarily the under time. Yeah, I'm going to be a couple units. 23 and a half, I think, is like pretty high. And I, so here's the thing, right? Dan, this is Damwon's first international event. I could totally see them just getting baited into the VCS style, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it, this is their first game. This is the first time they've played against one of these teams. It could happen. I'm willing to bet against it happening, but it, it wouldn't surprise me. I, this is a spot where I think the number is like in a good, like a good enough spot that you just fire on it. And if if it if it ends up that they get baited into that, then it is what it is, and you know, you take that as a note. I actually think like if it ends up happening, the good thing about it is that they're going to know from from now on just to not do it anymore. <laughs> so I, I don't know, man. I, I, I look at the like I look at the. <laughs> Like Korea versus LMS teams, I just like the, the solo lane matchups are such huge mismatches that it's like, like Flash Wolves doesn't have Maple anymore, man. This isn't like, I don't know. Uh, JDG minus two seventy, Buffalo plus two hundred two. I know we hate uh-huh. on JDG, but 
I like JDG. So I think Love. JDG probably win this. I think JDG smashes them. I don't yeah. even think it's close. I, I have no respect for these other two regions when it comes to this level of competition Me at too. all. Yeah. The even way. the worst team of those eight should be smashing these teams from the LMS. I think. All right, so let's think, think about it this way. Like just for as a thought experiment, combine the LMS and VCS. If you had to pick the absolute best possible matchup for them to take a game from one of these major, from the LCK or the LPL, what what team is it, and what's the team that has to be playing? Like, what's the matchup? Yeah, I, mean, I know what it is for me. For me, it's it, Buffalo versus SK Telecom. That makes sense. Just stylistically, or, yeah. if it's going to yeah, happen, Buffalo it's gonna versus happen. King Zone. I think Buffalo versus TOP, in my opinion. I could see that's that's a reasonable one too, but like. The thing is, I would, I would, I would feel really good about betting that upset potential if it wasn't for the fact that we already saw this not happen. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> we already saw this at MSI and how we, we like, what was the narrative during MSI? Which the narrative during MSI was the teams that don't just fight every fight against this team just smash them. Like the teams yeah. that don't, that just say no, say no to the the VCS drugs, just say no, <laughs> and that's it, and everything's clean, good, clean family fun, right? IG refused to say no because they're arrogant and they have <laughs> attitude, which I love, by the way. But IG just said, no, we're going to beat you at your own game, and basically lost and got crazy lucky in that comeback win, right? So, I don't I don't see – I mean, JDG have a lot to prove. They've had a really shitty start to the summer. I actually think JDG are going to be, like, full tryhard for this tournament just as, like, a statement, just to, like, get their heads right. This is a parlay cornerstone for me. I think yeah. JDG's. Yeah. I definitely think JDG's going to win. And this yeah, is a, I, the other thing to look at is you have you have Zoom against the new top laner. I, 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 that's all I, I need to know. That's all I need to know. I, I don't. I frankly don't give a damn about the rest of the match in this matchup, especially because like Yagao is going to be fine against Snall. Like I'm not. I'm not worried about that. Yeah, because Nall's like one of the better players on that team. So like, I, you could make an argument for him against like someone like Nahyun, but I, I mean, not the way Nahyun's been playing. Yeah, Gal's really, really good. Like, I don't, I don't think this team's going to beat anybody. I don't think anybody in the LC. I don't think anyone in the VCS are almost beating anybody in this tournament. Yeah, I wouldn't. Like, be we just, we just went out. over our literal best case scenario, and I don't think it's very likely. So, um, yep. so I'm on. I'm probably on JDG. I think I'm going to bet the money line, and I very yeah, rarely. That's a high number, 70. but I'm probably going to bet that. Uh, just for the time is 30 minutes, over under 30 minutes in this game. 25 and a half is the kill total. I would maybe take the over 25 and a half. That's like a fairly high number, but. I kind of like the under on time, actually. 30 minutes? Yeah, this feels like this one's so, going to be out of there quick. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll add this note. So it's under 30 minutes, but it's at minus 143, which means a lot of the money's mm. coming in. And probably going to push this up to 29. So, yeah, maybe not at minus one forty three. Yeah, not at one forty three. I think anything anything under minus one twenty, I like the <laughs> I like the thirty. I think you probably like it more than I do. I'm that's not I'm not in love with it, but uh so but, we have King Zone th- to me this is the game to bet for day one. Yeah, this is an interesting one. So we have King Zone plus one sixty two, fun plus Phoenix minus two thirteen. This one's super interesting to me because I, I think Fun Plus I think these odds are not that close. Like, I, they, they should be closer than this, but I also feel relatively strongly about Fun Plus winning. I agree so, with that. Like, I think this should, like, in my like, if I was capping this game, it'd be like minus one seven, Fun Plus minus one seventy. 
Yeah, that seems more fair to me too. So yeah. this is a price to pay enough so that I I don't think if I bet this, it's just going to be like betting both sides of it in parlays. Like I actually have a bunch of parlays out right now that are just basically like all the favorites, and then like like I have all the day one favorites in a parlay plus King Zone, and all the day one parlays and all the day one favorites in a parlay including Fun Plus. So it's yep, literally six favorites, and then six favorites and or five favorites in King Zone. Because I think I think this is the match. This is probably the closest match of the whole day. Yeah, or the most yeah. interesting one to me. Yeah, I would say so. It's for just sure. a matter of like. It, the thing is, like, it, it's so hard to. Uh, Nahum's been really, really good, and he's playing against some really good players right now. But they haven't seen a team like Fun Plus Phoenix in the. Yeah, Dwayne's going to put him in a body bag, I think. And and Dwayne is a different kind of player than he's used to seeing, <clears throat> like by a long shot. And that's that's nothing but respect to all the midlanders in the LCK because they're unbelievably good. But but. Doinby's got a totally different style than who are the best sell- Faker, Chovy, like all these guys. Totally different. Doinby's totally different animal. Yeah, I totally so, agree. I think the solo lanes are gonna have a lot. I think Rascal could hang against Gimgoon. I think Gimgoon's not Gimgoon to me is the weak link on this team. Not that he's a weak link. He's just not a world breaker. Yeah, but Doinby. I think Kings are gonna struggle in their first game, but I. I it wouldn't surprise me to see them have a game. Kingzone, I'll say this. Kingzone are a really, really smart team. They game plan really, really well. And I do think Fun Plus Phoenix are a team that you can game plan for. They're very one-dimensional. They're, they're, it's like we've explained before. Fun Plus Phoenix are the juggernaut. They're going to do their thing, and you know sometimes they're just going to be so overwhelming that you can't stop them even if you have a good game plan. But... I don't know. I think Kings. We we've we've doubted Kingzone's ability to game plan for good teams, and they've they've upset some good teams. So we'll see. I'm on. I'm actually on both sides of this game, but neither side straight up. Like I'm not. I'm not straight betting this game. It's. Close. I also don't think I'm straight betting it either. It's really really close. But it is a measuring stick game, and I'm interested to see how it plays out. Yeah. Over under for this is 32 minutes, 24 and a half kills. I kind of like the over 24 and a half, but I kind of. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, like I, no, I like the over on time actually. Thirty-two. Yeah, FPX is uh, is on the slower side of LPL teams. You get mm-hmm. minus one hundred six on the over thirty. Or the uh, hold up, that's the under thirty-two. You get minus one twenty-two on the over. That's close. Yeah, I hate paying negative yeah, prices for those. Just set a fair line and put them at even, yeah. <laughs> or near even. You know, minus one hundred five. Okay. Um, so we have T.O.P. minus 1,000, Evos plus 575. This is a fair dart to throw. If you yeah, think, I if you think the, element, if you think the VCS is going to take one, this is this is one of those ones we talked about. Yeah, Could I'm just happen. not going to bet it. I'm not, not betting it either. Yeah. It, it, like I say, I wouldn't hate you if you wanted to take Evos plus 575. That yeah. seems like a reasonable bet, but I don't think I'm going to throw those out there. Yeah, the other thing is, like, all the favorites are such heavy favorites that even including Evos in a parlay is just, like, barely barely puts a dent in it, honestly. Uh, the next one is, like, sort of interesting, and Calvin expressed some interest in it. So we have Griffin minus 323 against JDG plus 237. Calvin, why are you on JDG? Um, okay, first, this is why I like JDG, okay? And the reason, this is the reason why is because I honestly think that 
the bottom half for JDG is a lot better than Griffin's. And you were out was, of your minds. No, and you could say this because you were outside your mind, sir. No, because the reason why I would say Griffin's bottom half is really good in LCK. I think Griffin as a team is really good is because of one guy, and his name is Tarzan. I don't think that's the case at all. That's the case. That is definitely Anyways, not the case. That's wow, the, case. the battle. Okay, all right. So <clears throat> first, Tarzan of all, is Tarzan sets up everything for everyone. I understand there. Tarzan doesn't set good, up anything. That's the whole point. But he literally roams and is always there at the right spot. He's at always the right at the right spot. So, but yes, but he's always there to bail, not bail, but to help out his teammates and stuff like that. I think Imp in general is mechanically better than Viper. Get the fuck out of here. And you're saying that Get a, out of a, here. a shitty team like JDG is beating all these teams, and you're saying, and like, you can't tell me they're, that they're not somewhat good then. They, they must be awful. Dude, did you episode. watch? All right, to be fair, I'm not going to, I won't knock Ames mechanics. I, I'll, I'll, I won't knock his mechanics, so I shouldn't say that. I will knock his decision making because it's stone cold stupid a lot of the time. We saw that. We saw this team was oh, know, winning even with him, like, doing. Totally stupid shit. But Flawless has has been trash too. He has literally just been like out sync with his entire team as well. You know what I mean? I just think it's just it comes down to the battle of just who which jungler is has the right passing. See, all right, so all right, so that's so your your argument is that their solo lanes are better, or that their lanes in general are better, right? Yes. You think Griven has a better jungler? JDG has better everything else. Yeah. I think you are outside your mind. Griffin has been a ridiculous, a ridiculous laning team. Absolutely. All right. In a region that is focused on, like, if anything, the one thing that the LCK is good at. In a region where there's only one really good team. Okay. All right. Okay. You can make that argument. I wouldn't agree with that, but I could understand you making that argument. Right. And it's upsetting because it's like, I want to like Griffin and I hate everyone who dick rides them and sucks their cock because they've never been to an international event. Griffin's the best team in the world. Where you at, though? Where you at? Can't okay. see an international. So, Where you at so, at MSI? Where you at at Worlds? Choke artists, bro. Choke so artists. So listen, so here's here's my question for you because I could, I could go in I, – I could go numbers wild and all this shit on you because, like, by my count, Griffin have lost four lanes this entire split combined. And if anything, if you want to give the LCK credit for two, there's two things I think you give the credit the LCK the credit for. They're disciplined as hell, almost to a fault, and two, their laners are unbelievably good because all they do is lane for 20 minutes. That's what they do. The lanes in the LCK are unbelievably good. It's everything else that they're having issues with, right? So, if you look at it that way and you consider the regional strength, like, if that's the regional strength of the LCK, is that all top to bottom, all of their lanes are ridiculous, right? The way Griffin play, Tarzan isn't doing a lot of stuff. He's doing a lot of proactive defense. He's not doing a lot of proactive playmaking. He can. He just hasn't had to, right? Because his lanes win every goddamn lane, dude. Every single they've, – like I said, they've lost literally four lanes by my count. I could pull up the notebook and put the four lanes. I could, I could find the four lanes that they've lost, right? It's They win bad matchups. They win good matchups. They do exactly what they're supposed to do, and they just lane you into oblivion until the other team feels panicked enough to make a move, and then Tarzan's there to counter it. That's how the Griffin plays, right? 
I think you are outside your mind saying LJDG's lanes are better. And I got nothing but respect for Zoom and Yagao, right? I, I Really, I do. But I think you are outside your mind. So I'll put this to you this way. If you had to cap this game, not as a book trying to make money, if you had to cap this as in, like, you're just you're just rating these two teams, like, using the number, what is, well, like, what's your spread for this game? Or not spread. What's so, your what's your line for this game? My line. So Griffin's what minus three. They're minus three twenty three. Which so I'll agree with you, JDG. If if you were high on JDG, plus two thirty seven is a good number, in a best of one. I'm not gonna. I'm not taking JDG or Griffin in this matchup. But I'll like I can see I could see that angle is what I'm saying. But so like you make your line. What's your line gonna be? Uh, I'd say honestly, it should be close. I say plus one thirty five. For JDG. Okay. So, okay. That's – if you're high on – okay. I, I was just making sure because, like, so you're high on JDG. You still don't think they're favored, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm oh, just making I'm, sure. Right, so you're not I mean, you're not totally have, sipping still, the Kool-Aid. Okay. I still have Griffin as a top three team. You okay. know what I mean? But I'm just saying first day at International, and we've said it before that anything could happen. This is their first game, too. You make a good point there. So And JDG's already played – I mean, even against this Dash and Buffaloes, you know what I mean? Like who knows? There's, I guess, there's something to be said for that. Like John, do you have anything on this? Because like we we talked about like betting against G two in that first like Cloud Nine against G two, and that was the exact situation we bet Cloud Nine, right? Because it's I'm, the first uh, game. This was a fun little popcorn situation for me. Just listening to you two argue about this match. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think if I was going to bet this game, I would definitely be betting JDG. I don't think I'm gonna bet. Uh, I do think the LPL is a stronger overall region, especially when you get outside of the top four. Like, I think the bad Korean teams have nothing on the bad Chinese teams. That I agree with. Um, so I do think that JD JDG would have a harder schedule up until this point, just playing against better teams in the LPL, in my opinion. So this could be a bit of a measuring stick game. Like, I'm not saying it's likely, but there's a, there's some chance that JDG just comes out and beats Griffin convincingly, and it turns out the LPL is just better than than the LCK in general. Yeah. Uh, so, like I said, like I won't fault you for the odds because the odds are good enough. Like in a best of one where JDG has already played a game and Griffin hasn't yet, and it's the Griffin's first international event. I could see the that. LCK, the LCK could get blown out in this event. I don't think the LPL could get blown out. I think there's some chance. I think it's probably only like five or ten percent. But there's there's like a five or ten percent chance that our reads on the comparative strength of these regions is just wrong, yeah, and that Korea totally. is just behind right now, and that China just blows them out. That yeah, I mean, is it happened at Worlds possible. last year. Yeah, like, and it might, and that's that's a possibility that JD just JDG just comes out here and beats up on Griffin. But all of us have Griffin in the top three, so we don't think that's a likely scenario. But I think that's a it's a possibility. If I was going to bet, I would bet on JDG. But I yeah. do think Griffin. So like, if win. you're making the line for this, like, what is your line? This one. Uh, no, I think if I was trying to make a, a line of where I think it's actually correct, I think I would go Griffin minus 200, JDG plus 200. I could see that. Yeah, like, so I'm not betting this game. I'm going to be including Griffin in parlays, but I'm not betting this game straight up for that exact reason is that I think the number's too rich because I think it should be, like, between 200 and 250 somewhere. So that's why I think a JDG bet is, is fine because I think they should be more like plus 200 and they're plus 237, so... I, I may end up betting JDG. But and I also on the DF, DFS angle, I literally think that Griffin will be the highest own as well. That I agree with. That even, fa- oh, in even, DFS, I'm all over JDG. Even JDG, even though JDG is a, uh, a good value or just a value in general, 
it just seems like almost every slate, even like the LPL slates that's included, everyone plays Griffin. Yeah, yeah people like love Griffin. Yeah, you don't fault them because they can have really bloody games depending on matchup, but it's just like no matter who they play against, they can play against Jin Air and you'll see 80% yeah. Tarzan. They're always over Yeah, yeah. so You're it's like, right. you know, and so that's why on a DFS angle, I, I do like JDG as well. And the yeah. bet, the odds are really. Good, I could so. I could see JDG being the play in DFS, but the more I think about it, like I I'd, I'd almost rather take a shot on one of the the other region teams, like the L, uh, LMS or VCS teams. Uh, like I'll give I'll give you that JDG have a better. I think JDG have a better chance of winning this game than any of the any of the smaller regions have of winning any of their games. Like, if we, like, again, let's bring our best-case scenario back, right? If we have, like, Buffalo against SKT or Top Sports, right? If we have that situation, I I kind of still like JDG at this number against Griffin. So, I guess I'm, I'm putting some respect on JDG. But here's the other thing, right? If When Griffin win, they're usually not styling on people. Maybe See, here's the interesting thing is, like, we don't know how Griffin's going to be at an international event. That's still something that's that's an interesting yeah, thing. Yeah, like, at. they could choke, or they could come out and be like, we are tired of choking, we are tired of being embarrassed, and they're just going to, like, come out and style and smash people. And we see it, and we see, like, Griffin against, like, Jin Air style, or not Jin Air, like, Griffin against, like, what was it, Hanwha the other night, where they just, like, just basically solo queued <laughs> on them, right? And we could see that Griffin, because they have been, they have been ramping up. Like they've been getting more and more aggressive, more and more proactive. They haven't just been like sitting on the laurels anymore. Oh, uh, this is this is a really interesting one. This is I think this one and Kings on Fun Plus are the two interesting games from the first day. Uh day two. We have oh, real quick, the over under is thirty two and twenty two and a half. Thirty two and a half? Thirty two minutes, twenty two and a half kills. I want to say it would go over 22 kills. Yeah, over 22 kills. Seems over, over 22 sounds pretty good. I kind of yeah. like the under 32 because I think whoever wins this is going to win it quick. I'm interested in that one. Yeah. But. So uh, we have Friday. We have King Zone minus 435 against Mad Team plus two, 282. Uh, I don't know. I'm not touching this. <laughs> Yeah, King's Zone minus four thirty five seems like a parlay spot. Same. But, uh, yep. I'm going to be parlaying the favorites in this tournament a ton. I, I don't <laughs> yeah, have. Uh, That's the strategy for this event. If you ask me, if we, if you want one good piece of advice about betting for this event, I think parlaying favorites is going to be where yeah. the money's going to be. And honestly, if you can get even like you know put two heavy favorites together for like anything under two hundred, just do it. Like it's. Yeah. I agree. Um, that's the only way to really make money besides over unders on this tournament because the spreads are just too outrageous. Unless you're unless you're one of those like system underdog people, I know they exist. Invictus minus seven fourteen. Flash Wolves plus three ninety eight. Not betting. Invictus yeah, no win. bet here. Nope. <clears throat> Invictus smash. Damn one. This is all right, so this is another good one. This is one of the few bettable games, right? Yeah. Damn one plus one hundred. Top minus one thirty five. This was really hard because yeah. I really do like Dam one a lot, and like we stuck, talked about it. I think this is a spot where a Korean team can beat an LPL team, and I, I really do actually like Dam one in this in this matchup. Yeah, I liked I like the plus hundred. I was kind of hoping yeah. that we would get a little bit better. Yeah, I think there's a reasonable chance that this goes up and we get like plus one ten or something like that by game. I'd time. really like to get plus ten, plus one twenty. Yeah, one. Yeah. I think I would take that in a heartbeat. I don't know I if it's going to go that high, but I would like that a lot. I'm willing to bet damn one at this number. I would. Not for a lot. It's like like a one unit play for me. 
Yeah, I'm not going to be heavy on this game, but I, I think I'll end up on the damn one side. That's hard to say, man. This is a tough one, but I, I'll probably end up betting this game somewhere, actually. Right. Uh, I could not find over-unders for these. I'd have to dig around, but we'll just try to get through these. Griffin minus 1429 against Buffalo, plus 602. Okay. 602's gonna... odds enough for a lottery ticket if you believe in it. I'm just going to pass this one. Yeah, I think I'm going to pass, but same thing. I wouldn't hate you if you wanted to take the Buffaloes at plus 600. Uh, okay. This next one is a typo. It's Fun Plus Phoenix minus 1,111. So. <laughs> when I first saw that, I was like, slam it. Plus yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's... Uh, let me add another one here. There we go. Uh, 11, minus 11-11 yeah. against Mad. I'm passing this. Yeah, it's a pass. All yeah. these big ones are... SK Telecom plus 169 against Invictus minus 238. So... Reasonably heavy Invictus bet for me. So, go ahead. I like Invictus here, but there's another angle to this, right? This is a narrative bet to me. And I don't do this too often, but it's not narrative on the individual teams, it's narrative on day one look. So, if. If you think Invictus are going to be like immediately back in form and smashing everybody. I absolutely love this Invictus bet. Even at minus two thirty eight, I take this. And that's what I expect from Invictus. Yeah, I expect. I, I do too. I do too. So there's a reasonable spot where if 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 we're going through this slate, the, to me, money's coming in on Invictus in this game. Like this isn't going to go below minus two thirty eight. So the I would question you got to ask yourself is: Is that too rich to pay now? Because it's you got to do it now. It's not going to get better. I totally agree, and and I'm definitely going to be hitting the minus two thirty eight right now. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be moderate on the. T- I'm not going heavy, but I'm gonna be moderate on it, and that's a pretty big number. But uh, the the good thing is this is this is a nice one for parlays too because that's like a low enough like number that it's actually going to be pretty good for you. So I, I like Invictus here, regardless of unless if if SKT. It's like, the thing is SKT plays flash bowls, so it's like so hard to judge that first game. I think if you remember back to uh, to MSI, like SKT got a win, um, but IG's first game against SKT when SKT took Sona Tarek and they had like a five uh, IG had like a five minute bloodthirster and just completely yeah. destroyed SKT. Man, I, I have a hard time taking SKT against to be, IG. To be fair, I think that's up to whether IG takes it seriously. If they take in, it seriously, I think they should stop them. In SKT's defense, they had not been playing Sona Tarek. At all? Yeah, no, they're just trying that stuff out. And but they're a lot think, better at it now than they were. So I think IG's a. Significant I think IG's just really good, actually. Yeah, and I think SKT have insanely good players, but they're not in their peak form right now, and they need to be in peak form to compete with Invictus. Yeah, that's what it boils down to. Like it's it's not that like I think we all agree. Like SKT, SKT's probably going to find a way to make playoffs, right? I mean, maybe not, but it wouldn't surprise If SKT end up making playoffs, it wouldn't surprise me. Even with as bad as they've looked, even with how bad they've looked so far. I think they'll make playoffs. The team's just too good. Like, these are, they have four Hall of Fame players. (laughs) Like, actual, like, world, like, all-time Hall of Famers, not just, like, Western Hall of Famers. This isn't a 100 Thieves situation, okay? Yeah. Like, these are actual, like, top ten players of all-time level Hall of Famers, right? So, I don't know. I still like Invictus here. It's because SKT I think needs to be in peak form and in peak early game form to have a shot. 
against Invictus. Otherwise, it's stylistically, it's just a nightmare for them. Yeah, I think so, it's a terrible stylistic matchup for SKT. Big time on IG here. All right. Uh, any other comments on Rift Rivals? I think so. Like, me and John are on the LCK to win. Are you on the LCK to win outright or just because the odds are good? Or both? Um, if it was even money, I'd take the LPL. Okay. So it is mostly just odds for you, but you think it's like pretty close 50 50? I do think it's very close to 50 50 because okay. just because of the way that the teams line up with each other. Yeah. I, 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 I think it's closer to 50 50, and I'm on the LCK to win. I'm like LCK 52 48. Like it's close for me. They're going to need, I really think it's, oh, like almost the whole thing just comes down to whoever Griffin's first match in the best of five is. If they win it, that gives the LCK a very good chance of winning. So I'm, I'm giving, I'm giving a lot of benefit of doubt to Griffin. Same. But if Griffin I, comes out and underperforms, the LCK will get stopped. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's see. So, the other thing we want to top on, t- touch on tonight is the just the LC, uh, LCS. So LC, the LEC is out of commission until next week. Like they have another week off because uh, they had to travel to NA. NA didn't have to travel, and it's a nine-hour time difference, or give or take. So actually, it's like a ten-hour if they're going back to Germany, right? It's like a ten-hour time differential, jet lag, and everything. So they didn't want the players playing this week. So, um, LCK or LEC will be back in action next week. So we have uh, LCS this week. Before we dive into this, any thoughts on so any kind of narrative or anything, any credence to um, like Rift Rivals Hangover? Time wasted, time not wasted. Maybe a team looked good. Maybe Liquid C9 looked awful. I think C9 (laughs) and TSM looked terrible. Yeah, so bad. Oh and I am going to give some credence to the to the hangover too, because I think the NA teams really wanted to win, which means they probably would have spent a lot of their time preparing for these EU teams, yeah. where the I, other NA teams got to prepare for them. I also, so I yeah, I, I think that's the other aspect is that the other NA teams have had a week of more focused practice. Now, so here's the thing: you could make an argument that just scrimming against the Rift rival or just scrimming the Rift rivals teams was a plus for any of the team, any of the NA teams that went. Yeah. I do like, like we we kind of talked about this, but did we did we think are any of the other NA teams as good of an opponent as any of those three European teams? Like, like if we're TSM, for instance, is TSM going to get better practice playing against anybody from NA that isn't Cloud Nine or Liquid, no. or were any of those three no. European teams better? So you can make the argument that they just got better practice and they kind of got shown a way to play. Pop, uh, Papa Smithy, if you guys didn't see it. Uh, First of all, Papa Smithy does VOD or a VOD review stream that's been outstanding. I, I oh, highly recommend watching it. It's outstanding. Probably some he's, of the best content around. He's the he's the best he's the best in the business as far as I'm Absolutely. concerned. And he's a really cool dude, constant professional and everything. He's funny as hell. So uh he did he basically did a breakdown saying like EU taught if NA doesn't learn how to play from that smashing that they just got, or at least learn that this is what we need to be doing, then we're hopeless. Yeah, you could argue that we're hopeless already, but Liquid disagreed with that. Yeah, for me, the NALCS right now is literally it's just Liquid. Team Liquid. Yeah, same. We have nobody else. So, you which could by argue... the way, Team Go Liquid ahead. was plus one seventy before the season. Uh, this yeah, whole, yeah, this whole season, good. I've been just like laughing around because it doesn't even really matter how well I do in betting for the whole season because my futures are so insanely good it... with my G two and Team Liquid futures at plus one seventy, and they're both like very heavy to the point where honestly, the whole rest of the season, I could probably lose money this season, and it when the futures matter. come through, <laughs> get tons of money. So I'm a fan. it's been a very stress free season for me. 
<laughs> Alright, so if I I tend to think that this was more of a plus. Even I think the good practice and the experience outweighs the fact that these teams get to scout them and that they just got smashed like and demoralized, right? For like TSM and Cloud9. TSM you could argue should be like happy that they took you know, took a game. I don't think they will be. Cause Dude, TS Grig looks so bad in this tournament. I I've been trying to say that he's not that terrible because he's like by NA standards he's not. He's just like he's just okay, right? Yeah. Like he's fine. But man, oh man, did you see the difference at this tournament? Like, <laughs> my God, man. Or Bjergsen posting on Twitter like, "I'll try harder. I need to be better." It's like, I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> Everybody else needs to be oh better. Oh my god! I mean, I mean, to be fair, like we saw it coming. Mm-hmm. We're like, Broken Blade and Greg are going to get utterly destroyed in this tournament. <laughs> like, it's like not a chance in hell, and that's not going to happen. But I don't know. So I just thought we'd like touch on that. So we have FlyQuest Echo Fox. FlyQuest is minus one twelve. Echo Fox minus one nineteen. A lot of juice, but just basically pick them. Slight favorite Echo Fox. I'm planting a flag really hard on this game. On? I think this is when FlyQuest turns it around. I'm with you. And I did it last last week. I went on Sunday to go to go put FlyQuest in my DFS lineup, and then I thought about it for a second, and I took them out, and I didn't play any FlyQuest, and I bet against them because <clears throat> I don't think a team turns around in between Saturday and Sunday. you got to have I the agree. week off. And so I bet against them hard on Sunday last week, played their opponents in DFS, but I said to myself, this is a team that's going to figure it out. They just need that break. They need to, they need to chill out. Poe Belter's got to calm down. And He's overplaying gonna, so bad. Yes, he's trying way too yeah, hard and trying to do stretchy yeah. stuff. And I think His they're going to figure it out like, starting this week. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Kyle. I agree. No, I, was yeah. to, I say I agree. Poe Belter needed that break as well. Like Him tweeting out. I feel like it's just super emotional. I feel like everything was just pent up inside. And I don't fault him because I mean, he gets the most hate. Mm. Yeah, he gets the most hate out of anyone ever. To be honest, he really yeah, does. He's one of the most hated on players, and he's he got yeah, so he not He does not deserve it at all. No, I, I really don't agree. So <laughs> yeah, this I agree. This break could be what him and just the team needed. So yeah, I think likewise turns it around. Right, I, I, I do too. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be best of one max three units on this. I agree. I, I'm gonna be I'm, heavy, like going FlyQuest. I think I'm. I'm not gonna say this is like a live or die game, but like I, FlyQuest are to me are a team. They're not gonna mail it in. They care too much. Yep. And like, Viper, they, they care too much to mail to it in. Twitter. Viper really wants to turn this thing around. Yeah. And, I, I uh, could see FlyQuest like turning it around and like just. Get, I don't know if they're good enough to make. I think they are though. Like they're just better than the bottom half. Yep. Like it wouldn't surprise me to see them win every single game against the bottom half teams moving forward. Nope, wouldn't and like me. maybe steal a game against one of the top teams, and they they get in the playoffs at like the fifth or sixth seed. Yeah, but I love. It would, it, I actually would not surprise me at all to see them make playoffs, even after this shitty start. Yep. And without big on FlyQuest, yeah, I'm I'm in on FlyQuest. Uh, Liquid minus two twenty two, Cloud Nine plus one sixty. This it's is dude. This is close. I'm not betting it. I Dude, think Cloud Nine are so bad, man. I, like they looked so bad at this tournament. I don't know if they I, just didn't give a shit or what. They've definitely taken a step back from last Dude, split. I was. I don't even know if they're better than TSM anymore. They should be. Yeah, they're better than TSM. 
Yeah, like, that's oh, not go crazy. All right, it's not, all right. It's not, all right. Maybe I'm mind. going a little crazy. Thank, <laughs> you, thank you for talking me off the ledge there. Yeah, I know. I just think Liquid's going to win this outright. So, Liquid's going to win every game the rest of the season, I think. Yeah. I think yeah, if you can get Liquid at minus 200-something against just about anybody, you should probably be taking it. So yeah. I think I'll probably end up betting Liquid here. I'm going to be on Liquid. Uh, TSM minus 286, 100 Thieves, plus 197. I'm betting the Thieves, baby. I'm betting the <laughs> I Thieves. Want the th- I'm on the Thieves, Let's too, go. man. Money is coming in on the Thieves here, boys. Love it, dude. So this, there's a couple layers to this, and I think you guys will probably – I think we all probably have the same thing in mind. One, the week off. If a team needed it, it was actually you can make an argument that this team didn't need it because they finally looked like they're figuring it out. Two, hundred thieves do finally look like they're figuring at least some things out. Dude, make no mistake, this team's not good. Yeah, they're not a great. They're team. not a good team, but they're not a team that's going to win two games either. Like they 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 were looking like they were going to be a total dumpster fire. Now they look like they've put the fire out and they're just cleaning it out and you know. Scrubbing the can down. They got the the maintenance department to come down and empty everything out. They clean the whole area out. Maybe they brought a new dumpster. Right? It's the Rio effect, bro. Dude. By the way, there's been a lot of talk on Twitter about that. Can we just give Ryu his due? People hate on this guy so much. He's been playing forever. He was the opposite side forever. of the most favorite play of all of League. People forget the faker... Zed outplay. That's Ryu on the other side of that. And guess what? <laughs> yep. Ryu was like the other best player in the world at that point. Like, it was. <laughs> oh my yeah. god, it's it's insane. I sometimes forget that I'm like older, and that I've been watching this for a decade now. So it's I wild like how long we've been watching it now. Yeah, like sometimes I just forget that, and I'm like, pe- people only know Ryu from the last four years. They don't know Ryu from the first like five years of his career where he's like just an absolute monster. monster. Yep. Like, like you want to talk about a stone cold killer. That guy carries it. Like it, he like carries it like that too. Right. Mm-hmm. He's a total ball. I, I don't know. It, I'm not saying like, that's the reason here, but like the, to me, hundred thieves looked better. TSM got absolutely exploited. Now, do you think hundred thieves can do what the European teams did? Like, do they have the chops to do that? I don't think so. But, this is this is about trajectory for me. Yeah. Hundred Thieves has a lot of confidence right now in their new roster. They're starting to get some confidence back and feel good about what they're doing. And I'm willing. I would bet serious money if this was something that you could bet on that the TSM locker room is in shambles right now. I yeah. I would bet money that they are. Dude, their jungle yeah. situation is all fucked Dude, up. Bjergsen's got to be seriously doing like a. I'm trying to think of what's the the pro athlete. He's got to be doing like a Jacksonville defense with Blake Bortles last year, like looking at his defense, being like, you go, like looking at his quarterback, being like, you fucking kidding me right now? He's he's like he Bjergsen, you know Bjergsen. Broken Blade's confidence has got to be shot. Their jungler's confidence has got to be shot. Sven's confidence has got to be shot. He was getting killed last season, and he got looks. He made look stupid at Rift Rivals as well. You know what drives me crazy is that I know oh, Erickson yeah, is just being a consummate professional and just being like, no, man, I got to work harder. No excuses for, you know, in his head he's saying no excuses for my bad teammates. I got to be better. And God yeah. bless him for it. But you know there's got to be some level of frustration building I up. Would- yeah, their their locker room, in my opinion, isn't has got to be hurting right now, and I think you're pretty much guaranteed that TSM is making moves in this off season. I think they're also they're also prime for just like they're gonna they're gonna punt some shitty games in the rest of the season. Yeah, I think this is a great spot to take hundred thieves at plus two hundred. I also think like I know we think Cloud Nine's better, but I think like Cloud Nine and TSM 
we think are like the number two and number three, right? Maybe Optic is in that conversation, but like, I think if we think those two are the number two and number three, the thing is, in NA, the number two and the number three are a lot closer to the rest of the pack than, you know, we don't yeah. like to admit that, but it's true, right? They're they're just not, the region's not that good. They're not that consistent. It, they seem hot or cold every week. These, te- you know, what I'm saying like. I know it's best of one, so it makes it seem like it, but I don't know. I, I, I love the Thieves situation here. I'm not going super-duper heavy on it, but just the spot is really, really good, and the odds are outstanding. So You'll see me on the Thieves in DFS this weekend if you guys feel like copying me. You'll see me on the Thieves in every every tournament and that's this day. Another momentum one coming up next. We got uh, – oh, Calvin, are you on Thunder Thieves? Oh, yeah, he said he was. Yeah. This one's an yeah. interesting one, too. I am. So we have Optic minus 111, Golden Guardians minus 120. This is a this is a real tough one because I still yeah. feel like Optic is big time due for some big time regression. I think Optic is just worse TSM. Like they have a mid laner that is completely styling on people and the rest of the team is just does not look that hot to me even when they're winning. See, to me, I think the difference is that Optic feel good about themselves and TSM don't. And I know we like to... I, I know narrative is overstated a lot, but I think... In NA, it's enough of a deal breaker that it could matter. You know what yeah, I'm this saying? Is very, this is a very tough matchup for me. I feel like uh, I'm. A, this is probably the game that I'm going to spend a lot of research time on tonight because the numbers this is one are where good. I, they're good enough that I should that I definitely should be betting this game, and I will be. And it's just a matter of I need to do some more research into how I feel about this matchup. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting to me because I, I do think Optic are due due for some regression, but I don't think that means that they're a bad team. Which is kind of an interesting angle. Like, like just because I think a team's going to lose some games doesn't mean I think they're a bad team. So, Kevin, what do you what do you think on this one? Um, I want to say Optics going to win, but it's another hard game for me to pinpoint it out. Yeah, I think so. I'm going to be on Optic, but I don't know, man. Golden Guardians have been really intelligent. It's just a match. Golden Guardians have been really, really good when they don't get run over. Like, their macro is really, really good. Like, they're a smart team. It's just a matter of if yeah. the lanes get run over or not, or if they draft themselves into a hole. So, I, I mean, the thing is, I don't, I don't see Optics lanes running them over. Maybe they do. I don't know. It feels like I should be on Optic here, but I, I'm going to wait and do some more research on it. Uh, we'll go on to the next one. We're waiting for John to get back. Counterlogic Gaming minus one sixty seven, clutch one twenty plus one twenty two. I've been in clutch all season, so I think not clutch. Sorry, uh, Counterlogic. So yeah. as much as clutches look good, I think Counterlogic is just a cleaner team than clutch. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, never thought we'd be saying that, right? Yeah, so I think I'm going to certainly Counterlogic on this one, CLG. I'm going to be on clutch here, I think. I like the odds. I yeah, really do I like the odds. odds. Cody Sun has played actually really well. Really well. I mean, he deserves a chance. I mean, he deserves I think Cody Sun looks better than he looked at any point. Yeah. Like, oh, 100%. This and is I know that Cody sounds really Sun, weird yeah. to say, but I think he was in a much better situation before than he is here, and he's, like, actually looked good. I- I'm – and I was a Cody Sun – not denier, but I was a Cody Sun everyone needs to calm the hell down on this guy guy. And now I he looks good, man. He looks like a he looks like a guy that's like, okay, I'm a veteran now. Right? And he's like looks like he's figured a lot of things out. He's doing everything right. Hasn't been a liability really anywhere. I mean, they also kinda of did him dirty. So 
So, oh no, yeah, that I agree with. But so I feel like he's just coming out with just some fire this split. You know what I mean? Just he like looks good. I, I deserve, Cody Sun looks really, I deserve really to good. be here. Yeah, that, I do agree with, with that. He's been the best player on the team for me. Yeah, Cody's yeah. uh, the guy that everybody always talks about, and, uh, and I think it's been Cody Sun this uh, season. I, I like clutch here plus one twenty two, M- mostly for the value because. This team's int- this game's interesting because I think Clutch should be better than CLG, but CL- but they haven't been, and CLG has just been like steady, right? Yeah, CLG has been steady, which is something that we haven't said about them for like two years now, right? It's real weird. I I, li- I like Clutch mostly for the value play here. I think I end up betting CLG. Clutch has been a team that's every week I see their odds. And I say to myself, like, ooh, clutch at plus odds. And like, <laughs> That's they, what I they just consistently keep losing. So I'm not 100% sure because I haven't done my NA bets yet, yeah. but it feels to me like a CLG. This bet. is going to be like yeah. money line for me. I think it's like, I think, I think it's basically a coin toss. So I'll take the plus 122. CLG is. Okay. Uh, Golden Guardians. This is Sunday now. Golden Guardians. Minus 278 against Echo Fox, plus 194. Are we just fading? Are we betting against Echo Fox every game the rest of the season? I mean, I'm not sure I'm actually going to bet at minus 278. That's I think I am. I, I wouldn't fault you for it. I'm not sure. I think, I think Echo Fox are bad enough that I'm actually going to do it. Um, anything else on this one? Or yeah, not an exciting matchup, really. I think Golden Guardians. I think Golden Guardians. We talked like should win when you when you stepped away. We talked about how Golden Guardians have real like it, Golden Guardians are super smart. They have really really good macro. It's just a matter of whether they get too far behind because their their lanes and jungle are a liability. Like if yeah. if if Golden Guardians ever get a lead, I actually trust them to close the game out. Even against yeah, I, I would if Golden Guardians get a lead against Liquid, I actually trust them to close the game and beat Liquid. Like the one I, thing yeah, that they are I good at is that. that. Yep. It's just a matter of, and I actually trust them to like come back in games too. Sometimes it's just if they get down a lot, they're not going to because they just don't have the players right. Yep. Yeah. And that happens sometimes because their players are, like, good, not great. Yep, that's so, a good read. Uh, I'm still going to be on Echo. I'm going to be on Gold Guardians here. Echo Fox is so bad. Uh, they have next to nothing a redeeming characteristic to me. Uh, they're, they're a dreadful team in a team in a region that's already weak. So, yikes. Cloud9 minus 244, clutch 170, plus 172. This feels like your Rift Rivals hangover game for Cloud9. If yeah. you want to bet against Cloud9. Am I I'm, am I going to bet double clutch this weekend? God, that feels weird. A double clutch. We're going to basketball here. Yeah, there we go. I think I'm going to do it. This is good enough. Ah. This is a tough This is a tough one. I'm not sure I'm going to bet it. But if, if you're if going to Rift Rivals. If this goes up to like plus 190 or plus 200, I'm all over clutch. But this is like. Yeah, I'm not sure plus 172 is good enough for me. This is close. I'm definitely not betting Cloud9. To be decided. Calvin, what about you? No go. Okay. Liquid minus 500, 100 Thieves plus 313. Sorry. I had to feed the dog real quick. You're good. Clutch, Cloud9. Uh, Cloud9. This, I don't think they'll lose. Even though the hangover effect, I don't think they're going to lose a Clutch. Yeah. Now, Cloud9 are a pretty prideful team, too, so it wouldn't surprise me to just see them, like, is this as a get right game and just smash some team? Yeah, I don't think I'm betting that game. I just think if you're, if I was gonna, if I'm if gonna bet, if the go up, I'll, I'll take clutch, just for the random factor. I think, but uh, so liquid minus five hundred, hundred thieves plus three thirteen. Nothing there for me. Liquid's too good. I'm not betting against them the rest of the year, unless it's like literally plus like seven hundred or some shit. I'm not betting against liquid the rest. Yeah, of the year. I'm on liquid as well. 
Yeah, I'm uh, not going to be betting. TSM minus 233, CLG plus 166. I I love CLG here. Yeah, I think I'll be betting CLG. Yep. I never CLG in a million well. years thought I would ever say that. But here we are, right? I I need to just look at what's what's been dealt to me, right? CLG, I keep saying so Zing Zing when we had Zing on the cast, he disagreed with me with me. He thinks he thinks CLG's got a little more room for growth. I think CLG are just playing at their ceiling and they, they are what they are. And right now that's that's a playoff team. Yeah, like, I think they're, they're a five or six seed, probably. And I would agree with that. While I think TSM is good, I I think the I think the the psychological aspect of what just happened to them at Rift Rivals is a very real thing, and I think that they shouldn't be favored by this much against anybody but the bottom teams. And CLG is not the bottom uh, like a bottom team anymore. Like I, we all thought they would be, I think, right? We all had them in the bottom like two or three teams, right? I think I think, 20- I think Chris might have had them at like six, six or seven. I need to revisit mine, but. Yeah, I I like CLG here. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. Yeah, yeah. I like CLG quite a bit. Just the odds, I think, are right. TSM's still getting too much credit from the bookmakers. I, uh, I, I, think TL, I think TSM is a lower playoff team this season, actually. I think they're going to fall off. Last game of the week, we have Optic minus 227, FlyQuest one, uh, plus 162. If you're going to plant your flag on FlyQuest this weekend... Yep. This the flag's planted. And I'm going to bet FlyQuest in this game. The flag's planted. I think they're going to have a 2-0 week here, start making their comeback. I think Optic is due for regression because Crown is their yeah, – like Crown so and Meteos are basically their team. We, we started talking about this when you got up, uh, like right after you had mentioned it. So Optic are an interesting team to me, and there's, there's almost always like two teams in every region that are like this where I think a team is due for some regression, but that doesn't mean I think they're a bad team. Yeah. Or that they're even going to get worse, necessarily, right? I just think that unless you're, like, a truly exceptional team, you're just going to lose some games. Yeah. And I think FlyQuest, I mean, they've been in must-win mode, but they've had a week off to kind of reset, refresh, get right. And the other thing to remember, too, is if you think, if Optic Golden Guardians is a 50-50 and that could go either way, and we think Echo Fo- or FlyQuest is going to smash Echo Fox, I have no idea why they're underdogs, which is nuts to me. But if we think FlyQuest is going to smash Echo Fox, then there's no way you're going to get these odds unless you bet this right now. And like, if FlyQuest win and Optic win, this probably still goes to, like, minus 200 or, like, minus, you know... I would agree with that. This is the best time to make this yeah, bet. Yeah, like if you if you're gonna bet FlyQuest, actually, if you're I think if you if you're on Optic side for this and you think Optic's gonna win this, I actually think wait because I think if FlyQuest win, you could get better odds. Yep. But if I you're on FlyQuest side, I think you got to fire now. And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna fire on FlyQuest. This is good enough for me. Definitely good enough for me. I'm gonna yeah. fire on them. I think FlyQuest was better than Optic all of last season. The teams aren't. Dra- uh, drastically different this season other than a confidence issue on FlyQuest that I'm predicting will be resolved this week. So, yeah. yep. Also, they're going to feel good after smashing Echo Fox. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm going to... That's going to be a parlay for me, too, I think. Just the double FlyQuest parlay. It's, yep. Not all books will allow that, but, but some of them will, so I'm going to be up on that. Yeah, we're pretty much on the same page in North America, I think. Yeah, yep. that's pretty good. That's N.A. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. We don't really have too much else going on this week. There's no EU, no LCK. Uh, I didn't really do enough research on the smaller regions. I think we're going to just call it there. Uh, 
Any closing closing comments? Sign off. Sign off time. Oh, pick of the week. We had a pick of the week. I totally forgot. I, I got mine every week. Locked it in before we started. <clears throat> you took mine. God damn it. I'm going to have to come up with one. It's going to be one of those over-unders. Calvin, what's your pick of the week? Because i got to come. Uh, oh, you know what? I might do a rare Gelati NA pick this week. There we go. <laughs> oh, no. That is that is what my pick is. It's FlyQuest. Okay. Calvin, so you got My pick one? of the week is going to be Fly. FlyQuest minus one tall against that Yeah. Box. It is the almighty JDG plus 230. <laughs> you can't do homer. You You must <laughs> Oh my god! I love it, dude. Yo, if, if this hits JDG, or if this hits Calvin, is in the green. I'm after an insanely bad start. He can hit the green. I yeah. That's that betting style. That's that style of betting. Calvin started the season off oh oh and ten. What am I like? Not like three and like fourteen, but I'm just like close to the green. So you are three and twelve. We are three twelve and like two non bets. Two nice. Three, yeah. yeah, and so, he can go four twelve in the green. That shows the the value of different <laughs> styles of betting. Right, yeah. So Cal, right. you're on JDG. JDG. Okay. Also, actually, technically, I did win my pick of the week last week did with you? TL beating OG. It was that pick him. Wait. I I tweeted it. I tweeted it out. I like, uh, okay, yeah. I, like, I, I, didn't, like, I didn't. I didn't put one out. But oh, yeah. I know. I yeah. My pick of the week last week was that uh, TL versus OG. Day oh, two. You on the same. Minus one sixteen. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah, it was that minus one sixteen. That even yeah. money. So, so last week I had a freak of minus one point five against KT at plus one forty two. That was a nice win for me. John had Origin minus one thirty five against TSM at Rift Rivals. That was easy. Uh, Chris had Cloud9 plus 111 against Origin, which I liked, but didn't work out. So on the season, I'm 10 and 7 for plus uh, 4.36 units. John, 6 and 9 for minus 2.8 units. Chris is 9 and 7 for plus 6.16 units. A legend. And Calvin is 3 and 12, but only minus 1.86 units. As a cast, we are 28. And five, and our guest is one and zero. Oh, so if we want to count the guests, he's uh, uh without the guest, we are twenty eight and thirty five plus five point eight eight six units on the season. Nice. And our guest is undefeated. <laughs> Zing made us point seven two units on clutch <laughs> against Echo Fox. And Zing is with us on the Echo Fox uh, is trash bandwagon. So. <laughs> so what do you guys got going on outside of league? Or uh, I, I think I think John and I might be talking about the same thing for this sign off because it's not really entirely unrelated to league. No, I've got a I've got a different sign off. Right, go for it. It's been interesting. I'm hanging one out one. with my uh, I'm hanging out with my family this week, um, far from my home. And uh, one of my favorite things, me and my brother and sister really really enjoy just sitting around a table late at night, maybe drinking some beers and just waxing philosophically about some topic or another it's the best dude and we had a yeah that's definitely our pastime that's what we do and it's so much fun and uh we can't we had one the other night that i thought was super interesting so i thought i'd lay it on you guys so my like number one principle in life if there's one thing that i think people should improve on to to improve their lives is self-honesty so honesty with yourself about what you're good at what you're bad at how what your knowledge level about things is 
not just piping in with information about shit you don't know anything about just because you want to sound smart. Like, stop doing that. Know what you're good at. Know what you're bad at. And be honest with yourself. And the what we were talking about the other night was one way that you can really improve your self-honesty is by looking at what characters in movies and TV shows you relate to. Because this is good. I like this. It's, it's a very interesting topic. And it's you because I, I was talking about how I just watched seven seasons of this show with my wife and I did not care about any of the characters in any of the at any point in the entire seven seasons. Any of them could have just got killed and I just would have not cared. <laughs> and there's other shows where I watched them for one season and I was deeply involved with the character. And that's what we were talking about as I was saying, like, it's interesting how they can do that. And the more that I thought about it, the more I thought about the characters that you care about generally speaking, are characters that you relate to in one way or another. And you can learn a lot about yourself by trying to figure out what about a character you relate to that makes you care about that character. Is it because they're smart and you think you're smart? Is it because they're hard done by in life and you think you're hard done by in life? But if you look at why you care about a character and then try to decide whether you're being honest with yourself about whether your relation to that character is actually true. And I think that's an interesting way to look at it. So my, my challenge for everybody would be think of your top five characters that you relate to in TV and movies, figure out why you relate to them, and then decide if that's an honest relation. Because very on, very often people say, uh, in their minds, they may not say it out loud, but in their minds they relate to a character because life just shits on that character all the time. And they're like, man, life just shits on me all the time. I know how that feels. But they're obviously, honestly a lot of the time not being honest with themselves about like that character's whole family gets slaughtered in a war and they, they contract something and their arm gets cut off. And our, our hero is like, yeah, somebody was rude to me at work the other day. I can totally relate yeah, to that. Exactly. Like, so like, yeah, just asking whether you're being honest with yourself about the way that you're relating. Yeah. To these and it's not, and it's so not to say, that you, it's not to say that you, you're not allowed to relate to them. Just like have a realistic comparison, like level of comparison, right? Like, yeah, like, Shitty things are going to happen. You might relate to that character in a moment of a day, and that's cool, right? Like, if you just, like, had a shitty week and it's like, oh, man, I felt like, you know, this or whatever. But, like, yeah, be be real about it, you know? Like, don't don't over-exaggerate everything. That said, yeah. like, you can be, there, there are, like, caricatures of people, right? Like, that's kind of what a lot of movie and television characters are. They're, they're just caricatures, right? Where yeah. it's an over-emphasized version of an archetype or a character or, or an emotion or you know, something, but yep, we over human beings over dramatize our own lives too. And not even just at the drama level, but like if we think we're kind of smart is a really good example. If we think we're kind of smart, we very often will think of ourselves as extremely smart and we will relate to characters that are like the character in the show who is way smarter than everybody else, just because we think we're a little bit smart yeah, or like you're, we were, you're, you're not Dr. Strange. Like that's yeah, <laughs> We think we're one of the smartest kids in our high school class. So we relate to, uber geniuses and it's like that's not a fair relation even if you are kind of smart you're not it's not a fair connection to connect to a character for that reason and you can connect to whoever you want i'm just saying it's interesting to observe why you care why you have that connection with that character and decide whether or not it's realistic i'm gonna have to fire this up for next week so i gotta i'm gonna write this down so five tv movie characters that i relate to have i relate i relate strongly to yeah, five TV or movie characters you care about a lot, and try to decide what about that character makes you relate right, to them. I'll, I'll, we'll have to follow this up last week. And this tie, this actually kind of ties into last week's a lot, too, where we, like, talked about having realistic expectations, even if you're going to go for something. And, like, we talked about the bell curve, right? 
and like relativity. And I think people people have a hard time removing themselves from the big picture, right? Where it's like, yeah, like I don't think like I th- I don't think I'm that smart. I think I'm probably like better than an average person, but realistically, I'm probably just an average person, right? Like I'm not. I have things that I'm highly specialized at, things that I'm into. But yeah, people tend to forget that yeah. like even if you're a uh, um, like way better than everyone you know at math. Like you may still not know how to fix a car. And some of these guys that yeah. you think are morons, they know how to change the engine out of a car. They could do it in five minutes, and you don't know anything about that. You know, I mean, people tend to forget sometimes that when you think you're really smart, it's often because you're comparing your knowledge of your best subject versus other people's knowledge of one of their worst subjects, something they know nothing about. Also, your best subject might be f- like much further and deeper spanning than you you think. Like if you yeah. think you're good at math, you're not. Yeah, you're not a doctorate in 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 theoretical mathematics, right? Like you're not like. But yeah, that's my interesting challenge for you guys this week because I had a lot of fun doing it with my brother and sister the other night, and I think we all kind of learned maybe a little something about ourselves examining it. So, dude, I love that kind of thing too. I so I had I had a wedding two weeks ago. My dad got married, uh, remarried, and me and my brothers, me and my brothers like get along and we're cool, but we don't really spend a lot of time hanging out, even though we're like pretty local. I work with my, one of my younger brothers. I used to work with the other one. So I see him every day, but we, we kind of just have like a, like we have a good relationship, but we don't do that kind of thing as often as I, you know, I wish we did just cause it doesn't come up a lot, but we, we had a lot of that kind of thing going on at this wedding and it's like, it's the best, like cherish those moments, man. They're awesome. Uh, my, my sign off is going to be a lot simpler. I've been playing the shit at team fight tactics and I'm hooked. It's so good. I don't even care, man. I was like, Absolutely. I played one game. I literally, I got, I got to pull the, I've got to pull the text up. But it was like, because I don't pick new things up a lot of time. I kind of like stay in my lane just because I don't have enough time to do all these different things. But like, I played one game of it, and I was like, let me play one game, get my shit kicked in, and then I'll, you know, I'll be like, oh, that was cool, and then never play it again, right? I played one game and like didn't sleep that night. This is like when I <laughs> work. I was like, oh shit. Uh, I guess I, I just played. played it for six hours straight. My bad. <laughs> Let me go. I haven't had that. Co- I haven't been like that, like full on, like dialed in, like uh, what's the? I haven't been like that, just dive in head first into anything in a while, like in a long time, actually. So I'm kind of still in it. It's been a pretty good feeling. I'm totally slacking on my VOD review. I got to catch back up on that, but that's that's why. So our second game yesterday, Gelati. By the way, the second game we played together was the biggest beat down I've ever put on anybody. It was just pure RNG luck. Like, <laughs> when I had the I had two level two pikes, one of them with two spears of Shojin and Archangels. <laughs> and the other the other one had three items as well and every fight was just zip 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 everybody's over. dead. <laughs> yeah, so Team Fight Tactic is sweet and the cool part about it is you you need to make an account, a league account, but it doesn't matter if it's level one or level five thousand. It doesn't matter. Everyone's on the same playing field, which is awesome. So you don't got to grind characters. Everyone's playing the same exact game. It's sweet. Highly recommend it. If you're if you're any kind of fan of like RTS custom games, StarCraft, WarCraft, uh, Auto Chess, like Dota Auto Chess, which is where it's derived from. Like if you're a fan of any of these kind of things, if you're a fan of like uh, like deck building, it reminds me a lot of like deck building games, right? Whether it it's, reminds like, me a lot of a board game, yeah, Dominion or like Drafting Magic or any of these like resource dependent board games where there's some amount of RNG to it, but there's bigger picture strategy and it's, it's just really, really fun. It's, it's a lot of fun. I would highly recommend checking it out. Calvin, what's up with you, dog? Uh, 
Make sure you guys take care of your cars because you needed to go to work. All right. <laughs> Change your oil. Don't I skimp like that's on the biggest it. thing because I feel like not you know funny thing is I was thinking about Chris. Uh, I feel like a bunch a bunch of my friends lately have been having car problems, and I always ask them. I'm I like, hey, didn't. like, do you take care of your car, like oil change and stuff? And they drive it to the brink of like basically empty or like you know not changing the oil and stuff like that. So it's like, I would tilt the shit out of you, Kelvin. Like, huh? <laughs> I would, I, would the shit out of you. I have like a reasonably nice car, like reasonably nice. It's not super nice, but it's reasonably nice. But the, there's a hole in the tank that holds my power steering fluid. And so for like the last two and a half years, I just don't have power steering. <laughs> just, oh my God, like, when so I go good. around corners, it's like, okay, brace yourself. <laughs> <laughs> to, get around, to get around the corner like for like two and a half years. That's insane, that's dude. But yeah. I took it, it into a shop hard. once and they told me it was $600. I was like, nope. <laughs> not to bad. I'll turn my arms a little harder. It's called routine maintenance for a reason, people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just the lesson, right? That's it. Yeah. All right. I, I think uh, we'll let's we'll follow up on the TV characters thing next week. At least I will. But that that'll be that'll be a good tag on for next week. Everybody, send your listener questions in. Uh, I'll I'll try. Maybe I'll try to get set up with like an email or something. But uh, just ship them to all of us on Twitter. Any kind of question, we'll put it on the sheet if we think it's if it's something that's good and we can talk about. And we we love audience participation. Anytime we can get it, it's great. So always send your listener questions in. And uh, honestly, we could we could make it a point to get to them all if, if it just becomes a regular thing. I wouldn't mind making it like a segment to open the show. So send your listener questions in. Whether Please it's simple, do. whether it's complicated, whatever it is, feel free to ship them our way. I think that's going to be it for us. I'm going to try to get this out to you guys in the next hour or so. Uh, we're recording Wednesday night, so try to get this to you by Thursday morning for Riff Rivals. Everybody have a good weekend. Enjoy Fourth of July in those in the United States. Uh, be safe. Be a little Please. bit irresponsible. Have fun, but be big time irresponsible or be big time responsible. All right. Be safe. Seriously, be safe. Have fun, but be safe. I know a lot of people are going to be partying this weekend. That's why I say it. But not me. Not me. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm doing nothing tomorrow. I'm probably. Yeah. I'm probably watching Rift Rivals and playing Team Fight Tactics. That sounds about right. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a great weekend. Enjoy. Everybody enjoy your holiday, and we'll see you guys next week. I'll see you next week, everybody. Yeah. The Gold Card Podcast opening theme is "Clouds" by Harvey and the Hendersons. Closing theme is Wasp in a Hat by the Tea Club. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Podbean to never miss an episode.